Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. Please stand by. Our service will begin shortly. stand by. Our service will begin shortly. Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Scott George, your announcer for the 17th Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Brian Roberts will deliver today's message. It's Mission Festival Sunday. Assisting in the worship services, the organist Mrs. Susan Seniger, acolytes Jordan Kleibacher and Danika Yelenek. Today's order of service is at trinityfreistadt.com. This broadcast is sponsored by funds donated to the ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together.
Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship this morning. It's very wonderful to be here with you today in God's house to worship him and to receive his gifts that he has planned for us today in word and sacrament. Why don't we stand together this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, if you see somebody that you don't recognize, please go say hi to them and welcome them today. So it's Mission Festival today, and there'll be a potluck dinner after the worship service in the Fellowship Hall. Everyone is invited. You might notice this, that uh, Lutheran Hour is our church's witness in the public marketplace. Today's message is The Mystery of God, guest speaker Dr. Oswald Hoffman. The undeniable hiddenness of God becomes the openness of God when you see His Son, Jesus Christ, Isaiah 55, 6-9. As we worship today, we remember our seasoned saints, 80 years plus and older, Arlene Stevenson, Bob Steinberg, Dorothy Osterlo, Ernest Shane, Francis Brown, Joe Pennington, Louise Hinojosa, Norma Kaiser, Pete Dost, Thelman Barnes. Our families of the week to remember in our prayers, Robert Bramer family, Jared Brockman family, Nick Broderick family, Dana Brown, Francis Brown, Kylie Brown, Sarah Brown family, Walter Brown family, Dick Bushman family, Jesse Cadell, Nick Cadell family, and Anita Calico. All right, and as you are taking your seats, just a few announcements before we continue with worship today. First of all, just another reminder that Concordia's sale on all of their Bibles ends on September the 30th. Uh, there is a lot, they have many different kinds of Bibles, whether it be for um, uh, more learned folks or uh, for kids or, and anybody in between. So please take a look at that. The, the sign-up sheet for those Bibles is outside in the narthex. Today we uh, had our second class for What is a Lutheran? this morning during the adult Bible class hour. This class is for anyone who wish to become members of our church, as well as any who are just curious uh, about what Lutherans believe. And this, will, this class will run for uh, six more weeks. Today is, uh, well, I'm going I'm to wait on that. Um, the, mommy, the new Mommy and Me Sunday School class began this morning over in the Parsonage. You uh, should have seen the announcement about that in the parish caller. That is for ages zero to two. Uh, they meet in the Parsons during the Bible class hour for devotions uh, and for mommy and me time. And then the Ladies' Aid Workday is Monday the 24th, Ladies' Aid Workday, Monday the 24th, in the Fellowship Hall at 9 o'clock. So please be looking for that uh, as well. Today is our Mission Fest, and we are very uh, pleased to welcome Brian Roberts uh, to us this morning. Brian was one of the seminarians that this church supported through his seminary years, uh, and so we have asked him to come and to talk more uh, about the Adopt a Student program that the seminaries have, and I'm going to give him just a moment to introduce himself. So, Brian, the Thank floor you. is Thank you. yours. As Pastor said, I'm uh, Pastor Brian Roberts, recently installed at uh, Peebley, just about 35 minutes south of St. Louis, and that's in large part due to uh, to your efforts to help support me through my seminary education, so wanted to come down here uh, and, and say thank you when, you when the opportunity was given to come and speak at this mission festival, so I say it now, I'll say it again, thank you very much for your support of, 
of me and my family. I have a, a wife and two teenage boys, 17 and 18. Um, so thank you very much, and I look forward to worshiping with you and uh, fellowshipping with you afterwards. And speaking of that, uh, we are going to treat Pastor Roberts to a Freistat potluck. Man, you don't even know. Tell you what. Okay, so that is going to happen after worship this morning uh, over in the fellowship hall in the sanctuary. With that, that's all the announcements that we have. Let's begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. Certainly, Lord, this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord, for calling us here, all of us here, not by chance, Lord, but by your Holy Spirit, by the gospel, the good news about Jesus, that your Spirit has called us here this morning to hear and to learn. Lord, we ask now that as we worship you, that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship. Lord, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please stand. We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Amen. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is therefore Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the fellowship of this altar. Let us first consider our unworthiness. And confess before God and one another that we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and that we cannot free ourselves from our sinful condition. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ, and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our opening hymn is Jesus Comes Today with Healing, a hymn 620, verses 1 through 3. Him 620 verses 1 through 3.
Be strong and let your heart take courage. But I trust in you, O Lord. My times are in your hand. Make your face shine on your servant. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Be strong, and let your heart take courage. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, your support and defense, our support and defense in every need, continue to preserve your church in safety, govern her by your goodness, and bless her with your peace. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Old Testament reading for this morning is from Isaiah chapter 50. The Sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being taught. The Sovereign Lord has opened my ears and I have not been rebellious. I have not drawn back. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. 
Because the Sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore have I set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. It is the Sovereign Lord who helps me. Who is he that will condemn me? They will all wear out like a garment. The moss will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? Let him who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on his God. This is the word of our Lord. We continue with the gradual. Fear the Lord, you his saints. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Special music today is by the Lamb Squire, Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone, directed by Mrs. Dana Wormington.
Well, thank you very, very much for that wonderful song, and thank you for singing it, and thank you for coming today so that we might be able to hear you sing it. Now is the time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Uh, Now is a good time to bring up your offering, your Mighty Mites, as well. a couple coming up. That's okay. All right. You guys can turn around and face me. Okay. All right. Oh, my. I know. Isn't that, isn't that nice? How are you guys today? Good. All right. I have a question for you that I'm, I'm a little bit afraid of the answers, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway. What do you think a pastor does? What do you think a pastor does? Raise your hand. What do you think a pastor does, Logan? Good. They tell kids about Jesus. What else, Ryder? Pray. Pray. Good. Will? They, they teach children and parents more about God. They teach parents and children more about God. Good. Yes. Edison? What? They preach. Good. Andon? They help. Good. Okay. And... Um, Alice, thank you. That's right. Okay, good. So all of those answers were correct. But the theme that I was kind of hearing was that they help others learn about Jesus. And do you guys know what? You are exactly right. Okay. That's the entire reason why I wanted to become a pastor in the first place, was I, I love Jesus so much, and I want more and more people to know about his love for them and what he has done for them, okay? Do you guys know why I wear this stuff? This stuff? Here, I'll, I'll stand up and I'll, and I'll show you. See this stuff? Okay? What do you think this is? What do you think, what do you think, what do you think this is? A robe. Uh, yes. A robe. Cohen? A robe? Okay, yeah. So, right, so this is a robe. And why do you think it's white? Like, why not a, why not a brown one? Or like a purple one. What? Yeah, okay, so why not, uh, Caitlin? Shh, hang on, uh, Caitlin. Yeah, good, okay, white stands for purity, okay? Not that I myself am pure, because I am certainly not, okay? But white stands for the purity of Jesus, okay? Now, why do you th- now what is this thing right here? What, what do you think this, this is, okay? Who knows what this is called, you're not allowed to answer. Who knows what this is called? Jackson, what is this? It, this is not a robe. Anybody out there, what is this Is this called? What? A stole. Good, okay. A, a stole. And you'll notice that the stole kind of goes around my yak. How many, uh, my, uh, yak, my neck. How many of you have ever seen oxen before? Or horses, right? Okay. How many of you have seen horses that have been that are pulling a buggy? Okay. Do you guys know what that thing is around them that 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 they put over the horses so that they can pull ropes? But there's something else. 
What's that called? Call one a saddle. Yeah, but do you know what that's called? A yoke. Good job. Okay, it's a yoke. Okay, so the stole is a reminder that as pastors we bear the yoke of Christ, and what that yoke is is to do just what we talked about at the very beginning of this message. And do you remember what that is to tell others about who? Jesus. Yeah, to tell others about Jesus. So we don't just wear these funny dresses. Okay, just for nothing. Okay? We don't just wear these things for nothing, but they mean something. Okay? And what Pastor Roberts is going to be talking to us about in just a little bit is, is about this place that people go to called the seminary to learn how to be a pastor, okay? to learn what it takes in order to do that. All right? And so we're gonna, uh, he's going to be talking to us about that today and why pastors are so important. Okay? So will you guys put your hands together? And repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for pastors. Thank you for your gospel. Please help us to always pray for our, for our pastors. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. And as the children are taking their seats, we continue with the epistle reading. It comes from James chapter 3. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great, consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing, My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand.
Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing, what are you arguing with them about, he asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. O oh, unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at, at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many thought, that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, he asked his disciples privately, I'm sorry, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, this kind can only come out by prayer. This is the gospel of our Lord. is send O Lord your Holy Spirit hymn 681 hymn 681 
Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I had a professor in the seminary who was fond of saying, Gentlemen, the text must preach to you before you can preach it to your congregation. And so there are weeks where I, for one reason or another, gravitate to a particular text only to realize sometime in my study that it's just not preaching to me. The notes, for example, that I've taken seem more like a seminary lecture than they do an actual sermon, and so I switch texts. Typically, this second text, it does preach to me. I'm convicted by the law as I study, and I begin to see the application of it to my own congregation. We want to hear you, man. You want to hear me? Can you hear me? I begin to see the application of it to my own congregation and to their needs. And then I'm comforted by that sweet, sweet gospel message. The text begins to preach to me, and I know that this is the one, and I pray that this is the one, that God will help build into a sermon that will grow his people in their faith. So as I began to look at the texts for this week, I began in Isaiah, which was our Old Testament reading for this morning. Here God is promising a faithful servant. This is actually the third in what are called the faithful servant, the suffering servant discourses. But God here is speaking about this servant over and against Israel, who has not been the servant that they were called to be. They have not been a nation of priests. Moving on to the gospel, we read about the disciples who had been sent out at one time with the power to preach and to even cast out demons, only today we see that they're unable to do so. And finally, in our epistle, James writes, Not many of you should become teachers. And I thought, is this some sort of seminary joke? I mean, God, I've only been on the job for three and a half months. The children of Israel haven't lived up to what they were called to do. The disciples cannot do as they've been trained. And James says, some of you probably just shouldn't take up teaching. What are you saying to me, Lord? Well, that's the question, isn't it? What is God saying and how does he say it? especially being a Mission Celebration Sunday, those are two important questions for us today. What is God saying and how does he say it? Our text from Isaiah is clearly dealing with these questions, and they're in the background of both of our gospel and our epistle text as well. After all, what's the opposite of destructively wagging our tongues in the way that it's portrayed in James is to be still and know that I am God, to be silent and listen, to paraphrase Psalms 46.10. And we'll deal with that as we go through our lesson. And so with that as our focus, I want to zero in on some thoughts from our Isaiah reading. As we go through this, we're going to take a closer look at verses 4, 8, and 10. I mentioned before that what we want to know is how What is God saying, and how does he say it? Let me add another question to that as well. How do we know? We begin in verse 4. 
The Lord God has given me a tongue of those who are taught, that I may know how to sustain with a word him who is weary. Morning by morning he awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. In my ways we could just, in many ways we could just dwell right here. This verse answers all three of our questions. How does God say what he wants to say? He gives the servant a tongue to say it. How does God How does God say what he wants to say? He gives his servant a tongue to say it. What is he saying? A message that will sustain the weary. How does the servant know what that sustaining message is that has been placed upon his tongue? He has been given ears to be taught. In other words, he listens. This was no surprise to the original audience of Isaiah. If anything, I would say that they were a people of hearing. Deuteronomy 6.4 begins the teaching of the Ten Commandments with, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. To this day, faithful Jews pray the Shema in the morning and the evening prayers, which begin with those words, Hear, O Israel. We might say, Hear, O church, the servant in our text had his ears awakened so that he could be taught. Of course, this is ultimately a prophecy about Jesus, and he was always in perfect harmony with the will of God the Father. But there is a lesson here for you and I as well. And so the same Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 20, verse 21, as the Father has sent me, I am now sending you. Jesus didn't just send them, though. He spent three years training them and preparing them. They spent three years listening. And that has a lot to say about how we should act as church. First, you need to know that in church is where you regularly hear the word of God. This is where he opens our ears. This is where he teaches us. This is where we listen to God. Second, As a synod, as a body of believers, we prepare men for the work of spreading the gospel by sending them to one of our two seminaries. Thank you very much for the opportunity to listen and to have my ears open as well. The seminary is not just a place where you have a lot of theological information just dumped into your head, but it's a place of formation. It's a place where What you hear is intended to sink in and to really change you. The faculty would say, form you. So thank you for that opportunity that you gave me, not only in simply educating me as one of your adopt-a-students, but also for supporting me in that formation as I listened to God and was changed by his word. The third thought on this first point is that you're celebrating missions today. Not only does that include sending missionaries, but it includes continuing to support them in the ways that allow them to grow as well, just like you allowed me to grow at the seminary. So, for example, my congregation is sending a team to do VBS for the children of missionaries while their parents are attending continuing education classes taught by one of our seminary professors. For our part, my team hopes to raise enough money to be able to minister to those children. But it's important that our missionaries have an opportunity to listen and to be further shaped 
by the word of God as they share his love around the world. So first we listen. Second, the, our second question is, what is God saying? Well, we had a hint of it in verse 4 where Isaiah wrote that it was a word to sustain the weary, but what is that? Here in verse 8, we get an answer. It's a word of vindication. The, the speaker has been wearied by his accusers, but the servant says, he who vindicates me is near. And then he adds, who can contend with me? The anticipated answer to that is, no one. First we listen. Paul said faith comes by hearing. You hear the call to repentance and you hear the words of absolution. You did this morning. Then the Holy Spirit, he works that faith in you which clings to the promise of the forgiveness of sins. And now in our second point, no one can condemn you. No one can contend with you. Because your case is argued by the Lord, and he has declared you righteous. You are saved, you are forgiven, you are vindicated. And that is good news. It is that news that we are sent into all the world to proclaim. And yet not all of us have the resources to do that individually. But God has not called you to be a Lone Ranger Christian. God has not called you to be an army of one. The message of salvation has been given to the church and you are called to gather with the brothers and the sisters in a faithful congregation like this one. You are the called and gathered people of God in this congregation, in this place, at this time. And so together you work to do the will of God in spreading his message through preparing pastors for the ministry like you supported me and for sending missionaries out into the field. And I'm sure that some of you have even gone into the mission field as individuals or as teams in the past and will continue to do so as God grants those opportunities, but there's a great deal to do right here in these pews and at this altar as you seek to be the people of God. So what God is saying is that you are vindicated. You have been declared righteous and forgiven of all your sins. That is certainly good news to be shared around the world. But how does he say it? Well, this is a mission celebration. And so you knew the answer to that question before you even asked me to come and preach today. God sends his servant. Verse 10. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? The servant has listened. The servant has been given a message of vindication, that is, of forgiveness of sins. And now the servant speaks so that others can obey his voice. And ultimately the message of God is conveyed in that voice. I need to thank you again for enabling me to be one of those voices. Most of my family isn't Lutheran, and when I talk to their pastors or when I talk to them about their pastors, I always come away with a sense of gratitude in what we have in the Missouri Synod. And you know, before our uh, library there on campus was renovated, we actually had students from the other seminaries in St. Louis who would come and use our facilities. And I would talk to some of these men and I would come away with the same sense of thankfulness for what we have there at Concordia. And you and the way that you support our seminary is a very big part 
of that training of pastors to continue to proclaim that gospel. So thank you. I can also tell you that what you were doing to support the mission efforts of our synod is a great blessing as well. My sister happens to be a Baptist missionary. When I told her about the mission trip that I was going on and how the children would be cared for and the parents would have uh, classes where they would be able to learn how to continue to serve in their ministries better, she was impressed. She and her husband don't have those opportunities. As a matter of fact, they're now assigned to the country that they're in because the mission station that they were out previously was closed. And so there are denominations all over that are bringing their missionaries home and are uh, shutting down mission stations because the finances just aren't there. And so what you are doing today to celebrate missions, to raise awareness to missions and support them is so vitally important to spreading the word of God around the world. So how does God say what he says? Through the voice of the one sent to proclaim his message of salvation. I mentioned before that this is the third suffering servant discourse and that ultimately it's about Jesus. Jesus being of one substance with the Father is the only one who was truly capable of hearing and knowing the Father's will. Jesus not only being all God but also all man was the only one who could come down from heaven and die for the forgiveness of of our sins. And during his earthly ministry, he began to bring about his heavenly reign. He did forgive those sins. He made the lame to walk and the blind to see, and the dead even rose from the dead, a picture of the resurrection that will belong to all those who remain faithful in Jesus Christ. And then Jesus breathed on his disciples, and he gave them his spirit. And it's that spirit, in the power of that spirit, that they went out And they told the good news of Jesus Christ. In Jesus, our questions for today are perfectly answered. As Christians, as little Christ, he continues to answer those questions day after day. We gather as his people to hear his word and to be shaped by it, to do those good works that he has prepared for us to do. That message that we hear is one of forgiveness and of salvation. You are vindicated. The devil can no longer accuse you because Christ has taken upon himself the penalty of your sins. And then we go out in the Spirit and proclaim that good news. And so whether you do it personally or whether you prepare men for the ministry or whether you support mission work, God is using you to spread the good news of Jesus Christ around the world. And so called and gathered as his people, changed by the power of his word, we go back out into this world today to live lives as his people and proclaim his holy name. Amen. We continue by reciting the words of our Christian faith together. We do so using the Apostles' Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of Christ. Please be seated. At this time, we will collect our tithes and offerings. You'll notice in the pew that you are seated in, that you are seated in um, is a red sign-in book. That is for members and guests as well. Please fill out that book and then send it along to, to the windows. Those who receive it on the windows, please send it back to the aisles. And the aisles, please tear off the top sheet and set it on top of the book so that the elders can come around after worship today and pick those up. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing of the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. Mission Festival is today. There's a potluck in the Fellowship Hall afterwards. Everyone is invited. The school, Trinity School, is still looking for a few prayer partners for the school year. If you'd like to be a classroom buddy, please call the school office at 235-5931. LYF Bible Study, Lutheran Youth Fellowship, as teenagers, meets every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. The Sunday School and Bible Class <clears throat> excuse me, meets every Sunday at 8.45 a.m. And Bell Choir meets every Wednesday at 5.30. It's a men's Bible study every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Note the time change. Ladies' Afternoon Bible Study meets the first and third Monday at 1 p.m. in the chapel, uh, beginning September 17th. The Ladies' Tuesday Evening Bible Study meets at 7 p.m. every week at the home of Tony Overman. We welcome all ladies to join us. For more information, call the church office at 235-7300. Know what to say when faith comes up? Learn more by attending to Everyone Has Witnessed Workshop. It focuses on Jesus and the Word from a Lutheran perspective. It's a very biblical basis. Learn more at the first workshop on Sunday, October 14th at 7 p.m. This, this workshop has limited enrollment. You can call Scott George at 850-4944 or the church office to register. Men's Glee. Men's Glee has served our Lord for many years, and over the over these years, a cappella four-part harmony sang praises to God in the highest. Only a handful continue to practice and sing. Men, we need your help. If you can carry a tune, it's essential to keep our tradition alive. No need to be able to read music. I don't read music. So our next practice is October 10th for a November performance. We now return to our congregational service.
In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember. Uh, First of all, for those on our health list. For Melvin McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Ernest Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Oren Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dotson, Elda Nelson, Bob Yelinek, Mark Felwalk, Lorne Cly Baker, Linda Wee, Gary Magruder, Thelma Barnes, Emma Conklin, Brenda Lawmaster, Bruce Sletton, Charles Vincent, Rosemarie Dekoff, Elmer Kaiser, Maxine Hudson, and Edith Harmon, who had knee replacement surgery. Uh, also, for the family of Nick Prater upon the passing of Nick's father, and also for Ellie Holly, who is in the hospital. Also, for those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week, for Arlene Stevenson, who will celebrate 80 years of life on September the 20th. For Charles and Sharon Owen, who will celebrate 59 years of marriage on September the 20th. And for Dwayne and Ellen Shane, who will celebrate 43 years of marriage on September the 20th. We go to our Lord in prayer. We pray for the whole family of God in Christ Jesus, that all of his baptized children be strengthened with power through his Spirit in our inner being, that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, and that we may be rooted and grounded in love. We thank you, Lord, that you have brought us here this morning. We pray that you would guide our coming in and our going out from this time forth and even forevermore. Lord, in your mercy. For an increase in pastors and for all full-time church workers, for the spread of the gospel, that many may come to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge and so be filled with all the fullness of God. Bless our seminaries as they continue to train and prepare those men to go out into all of the world and to spread the good news about Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. For the leaders of our nation, all public servants and all in the armed forces, that they be given grace to fulfill their varied callings with honor, courage, wisdom, and integrity. Lord, in your mercy. For all those in need, for the sick, the sorrowing, the lonely, the injured, and the dying, especially for those on our health list, Lord, and for the family of Nick Prater, for Ellie Holly, for all those in the paths of the hurricanes, and Lord, for all those that we name before you in our hearts. Dear Lord, wrap your loving arms around them and assure them of your great love for them through your Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week. We especially give you thanks for Charles and Sharon, who will celebrate 59 years of marriage, and for Dwayne and Ellen, who will celebrate 43 years of marriage. We pray to you that by your Spirit that you would help them to remain faithful to each other and to the vows that they have made. Uplift them in their love for one another, and especially their love for you. 
Also, Lord, we pray for Arlene, and we thank you for 80 years of life given to her. Thank you for sustaining her in life to this day, and we pray that your face would shine upon her every day of this next year. Lord, in your mercy. For all who draw near to the altar today, not merely to touch the fringe of the Savior's garment, but to partake of his very body and blood, that this sacrament may be to them for the forgiveness of sins, for courage in resisting temptations, for service in Christ's kingdom, and finally as a pledge of the glories of a life that has no end. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you. you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us in all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he has now risen from the dead and lives and reigns through all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and none of the form of bread and wine I received in true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strength of my Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
First Communion hymn is I Come, O Savior, to Thy Table. Hymn 618. Hymn 618. Next hymn is O Lord We Praise Thee, hymn 617, hymn 617.
next hymn will be A Body Given for Me, O Savior, hymn 619, hymn 619.
next to him as chief of sinners though I be. Hymn 611. Please stand. Now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen.
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Closing hymn is Jesus Comes Today with Healing. Hymn 620, verses 4 through 6. Hymn 620, verses 4 through 6. been our pleasure to bring this worship service to you from Trinity Lutheran Church in Christant, Missouri. We pray you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday at 10 a.m. If you're not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on FrystatRadio.com or by our phone conference services at 417-393-1234. To listen to a pre-recorded service, get the podcast at frystatradio.com or call the recorded service 417-737-7905. When you get the prompt, the access code is 196-659-911-POUND. That's 196-659-911-POUND. Then press pound to begin playing the service. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you, and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Scott George. A very special word of welcome to all of our guests and visitors today. Thank you very much for joining us to worship today. All of you are invited to our potluck dinner that is about to happen in just a few moments, especially thanks to Pastor Roberts for sharing us with the good word today. Uh, and We pray God's continued blessings upon you and your ministry. Uh, why don't we pray the common table prayer together in advance of our meal. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest and let these gifts to us be blessed. May our souls by thee be fed, ever on the living bread. Amen. I pray that the Lord would bless you this week, and I look forward to seeing everybody next week.
Tones or he can go run all, 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 all he wants. For right now, I just need him to 